Good evening, and welcome to Cinema Death Cult. I'm Adam Bolger, your host. Uh, tonight we'll be concluding the uh, two-hour conversation I had with Helder Mira, uh, the host of the Oso oh Pretentious podcast, uh, about the uh, film works of Tim Burton. And uh, we'll be getting back to that in just a second, but first I want to do some quick house cleaning uh, stuff. So... Um, my co-host, Colin Woodward, is no longer my co-host. Uh, he has decided to step down uh, from this podcast. Uh, and the door's open for him to return whenever he wants. Um, but if you've been listening to this podcast solely to hear uh, Colin Woodward's voice, well, I guess he'll be missed. Um, have you got a split uh, between me and him? Well, okay. You know, yeah, you got to adjust. So will I. Speaking of adjusting, uh, so yeah, so... Uh, there's going to be a little bit of a change in format, you know, kind of been about two guys talking through <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, now it's going to be one guy talking or one guy talking to other people. I'm going to try to do some more interviews uh, like I'm doing with Helder here and uh, some experiments with form. Like um, I'm going to do some more commentary tracks. I really enjoy doing the first one and uh, maybe just some like sound collages and remixes and other weird stuff that uh, would be fun and uh everybody's going to think is terribly self-indulgent and we'll stop listening to the podcast because of it. In any event, here is the exciting conclusion of my conversation with Helder Mira about the films of uh, Tim Burton. Right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So one of the problems with the movie is that it gives Ed Wood this kind of happy ending where like he gets this big... I don't remember me for. Yeah. What's that? You're, you're breaking. Oh, this up is there. the one they're going to remember me for. Yeah. Right. And you get that big premiere, and it's like, that never happened. Yeah. The movie never had a big premiere. And like, it just, like, again, but it, it plays into that dream world uh, biopic that yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. but it's it does kind of like gloss over of just like how miserable everything yeah. fell apart for him. And it's, I wish they'd have been a little bit more realistic in that to show like the cautionary tale of. The Hollywood system and you get a lot of that with Bella's yeah, story yeah. and I, I think what it really comes down to is like the core the core part that makes that film really work is all of the Bella and Ed Wood parts um, once Bella dies the story kind of like ten, the third act just sort of starts to slowly disintegrate you know sort of like the Godfather like once the Godfather dies like you you miss him like you're like oh like, oh, yeah. Shit, oh yeah, Marlon Brando's not in the rest of this movie. And they, you know, it's still good, but you know, you do miss him. And here it's like it's not there's not quite enough to overcome that loss. And and I feel like they really it would have just been more interesting, like his you know, just to go yeah. into his later years, which were which were very sad. And maybe you could have that kind of that like sincere, naive, you know, optimism, but still have that play out when he's doing some other fucking you know he's really on the rocks and whatever when he's broke and you know, dying of drinking too much but the other thing is like yeah so i don't think he should have been a director because you watch the like, i think there might have been 
assuming that this is truthful. Okay, he doesn't have a good creative mind, right? But he has like a good like um, organized mind, and like all this stuff. Like, okay, we're gonna do fifty-two scenes tonight, and be able to hold that in his head and figure out how to do that and how that organized, like really run and gun it, you know. And, and he fucks up a lot, but still, like to try to do that at all is is pretty impressive. Yeah. So it's like, don't don't be a director, man. Do be a producer. Is one is something like where those skills that you have you know, would work out. Like not everybody should be this creative person. Like not everybody's good at it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was my other glib thing. It's like, this is like, instead of making Amadeus, like you make Amadeus, but the whole movie's about fucking Solari, you know, <laughs> like that's, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. it's a Solari. It's this beautiful soul whose music sucked. <laughs> who killed Mo? Yeah. yeah I mean, minus Mozart. The, like the whole metaphor doesn't track. Let's, let's talk about that. Right? <laughs> but yeah, but it's like, you know, when he's like, it was a very popular tune in its day, you know, like that that <laughs> level of fucking Solari, you know. Well, I was thinking of like, um, of actually, have you seen Gods and Monsters? With um, I have not. Ian? I did a whole podcast it's, it's, about about uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. I haven't seen that. Oh yet. yeah, I'd like to. Uh, it's good. It, it's it is. I mean, my memory <laughs> at this point, I'm I'm gonna have to go back to my memory of it yeah. when I saw it. Was it was quite good. Sure, but it's it's it is that idea of like. Ed, um, James Whale's final days and like kind of looking back and there's like moments where they do that. That would have been more interesting and they could have tied it together even with, with the Bela Lugosi stuff. He could have, you know, that cause since that is such a high point of his life, they could have really done that, yeah. but you know, we can't like go back and revise the yeah, script yeah. and change it. <laughs> I know. It's, I think it's, it says something about Tim Burton though. Cause that was, yeah, the story no, it he, does. he chose to tell. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, like I was watching, um, I did not watch his ver- Tim Burton's version of um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I watched the the '70s version of it, mm. and the director of that he mostly did documentaries. And you can see like this documentary approach to it, even though it's like this kid's story and it's really entertaining and bright colored, and you know it, it and it speaks mm. to children and stuff. But there's like this documentary sensibility, like journalistic sensibility to it. All the little vignettes at the beginning, like everybody looking for the Wonka bars. Like there's a scene mm. where. Like this woman, her husband is kidnapped and the ransom, the, the kidnappers, the ransom they demand is a crate of Wonka bars. And she's like, <laughs> and she goes, how, not, how long, how that. long can I think about it? And it, it's amazing. It's, it's fucking so fucking funny. It's, it's so clever and so good, but it's also, it's, it's filmed really straight. And it's something that yeah, you, I don't think somebody who didn't have a little bit of like background in like making documentaries and stuff would have necessarily thought of as a, as an approach. Like, how do we, we need to make this feel real or whatever. And mm. and that that's something that you know for good for for good or bad that never happens in Tim Burton movies. There's never like a thing where like how do we convince people of the unreality of this? Like what can we do to kind of ease people into this unreality? It's always like here's my aesthetic and fucking take it or leave it, yeah. you know, which often is good. And often like you know we've talked about it being a dream, you know. It's like here's this dream yeah. world that you're coming into. But there's not like this easing into it of I'm going to give you this uh, little bit of like real feeling thing to to make it you get a spoonful of realistic sugar to make this fiction go down smoother, you know? Yeah, it's uh, I was going to say, like at the beginning of Ed Wood, prior to the credits, we get that little moment with um, Jeffrey Jones as um, Jeffrey Jones as i know we get that bit where he's he's sort of describing it as a a uh surprised i didn't have to recast all of that recently and redo it but we get him as the 
psychic who tells, yeah, you know, yeah, introduces yeah. Criswell. That's it. I'm just yeah. trying to remember his name. We're um, all concerned about the future, for that is where you and many right. of us are spending he, the rest of our lives. So, so he, and he kind of builds it up as this, like, clearly he's going to. The the interesting thing about that opening is that, that him like popping out of the out of the coffin to kind of introduce the film opens it up as like, all right, we're not going to be telling you everything. We're not going to be doing a straightforward right, yeah, biopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is that aspect of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm, I'm going to take my liberties with everything. Right. Um, but that's different from, I, I get what you're saying, but I think that's a little different yeah. from what I'm talking about. Whereas like, um, what's my, you're supposed to go to bed now alarm. Oh, okay. Yeah, but th- you can ignore that. I, cause fuck it. Hey, fuck you. I'm not going to bed now. No, um, <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, it's, that would make for an awkward podcast. It would, or, or would it, uh, now following uh, seven hours of uh, snoring. The um, now we're going into Andy Warhol territory. And, or maybe, oh yeah, okay yeah. I thought I, I was saying more like Andy Kaufman, but yeah, that works too. All the Andys, every Andy. Um, Andy Look, Gibb. Tell Maury, you just confused the two of them. Yeah, for a second. Oh, well, I thought you did. No, no, no but no, but yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy Gibb too. Uh, we're staying alive. But um, <laughs> okay. that, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh. Uh. uh but no, it's different because sometimes, you know, you watch like, like you watch the Marvel movies and they're to get to fool you into this, like the reality of to accepting like this, you know, fiction as reality. Like it's, it's all dumb jokes, you know, it's all quips and like, you know, it's like, oh, he's this, this guy, you know, can you believe like right. the Jolly Green Giant over here? And that's the way they kind of ease you into it. So you don't have like this, this strain of like having to believe this thing that's, you know, you know, fantasy or whatever. And, and and you have like um Stan Lee breaking the fourth wall practically every every movie, I think. Yeah, where, yeah, where just, yeah. But I mean, but it's sort of, just, but like that's again, it's like different. It's like, you know, that because it's like you you have a strain of like believing this unreality. It's like when you read like old old novels and it's all like epistolary mm. novels. Mm. You know, it's all like you know letters, you can read a bunch of letters, you know, you you know it seems weird for you in the eighteen hundreds to read a book because there aren't books yet, but here's a bunch of letters. You're used to reading letters and we're going to tell a story mm-hmm. through letters or like, you know, you like, you have something like the heart of darkness where it starts off like, and there was a guy that was on a boat and he told a story about a guy on a boat. Like, you know, you can't just start with the story. You have to ease like, right. the audience into it. Like that's what I'm talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So Dumbo. Um, well, can we just do a really? I just want to do a really quick rundown of something. Sure, so sure, sure, I go. watched Mars. I, I watched Mars Attacks when it came out. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. I enjoyed that one just because it was a silly take, and it came out at the same time as Independence Day. So yeah, yeah. I felt it was slightly more maligned than it needed to be because that was over the top insane. Sleepy Hollow, I saw and was like, eh, all right, I kind of. Yeah. That was that was my like start breaking point of like, all right, he's way too into the art direction of everything. And then Planet of the Apes is where he just totally lost me. <laughs> that was yeah. the one that I'm like, this is just trash. Like, I yeah, remember yeah, seeing yeah. that one. I'm like, here, like, so, you know, we started this conversation talking about my, like, admiration and and love for the early Burton stuff that I used as my own kind of, like, one of the people that I aspire to at least, like, try to pump out work like. Um, and Planet of the Apes was just like, just drivel. <laughs> like I, I've never seen it since I refused to watch. It was just so bad. And then there was big fish and Charlie and chocolate factory were the next two. I saw that 
I, like I said earlier, I, I, at the time appreciated big fish. I have to go back and see how it was. I know, I know that's the one that broke Brendan Mahoney on, on our conversation that he didn't like. Um, <clears throat> Charlie and the chocolate factory I found to be interesting and weird. I, I'd have to revisit if I really felt like it. And I've just never felt watch, like it. If cause... you watch it again, I'll talk to you about it. Cause I, all right. Cause um, I, th- I think it's like everything. It's such a fucking headache. It that exactly it is a, that and Alice in Wonderland, which is the other one I saw. Yeah. Like, that, was the, yeah. that was the last one I saw prior to of his new stuff prior to seeing Dumbo today. That I just was like, I Alice in Wonderland was just just unnecessary trash. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so funny because that was one of the. It, it was the first big. That was ten ten years ago. It was now. ten years ago, but it was the summer of um, Avatar, and it was like the next big blockbuster movie that came out in three D after Avatar. Oh, so wow. it became the second highest grossing movie of this huge like movie year of Avatar, where Avatar made like, you know, it was the biggest grossing movie of all time at at, at the time. Um, I think it's surpassed by something like maybe one of the stu- Endgame. Endgame surpassed. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it was a record breaking year and the second biggest movie was fucking um Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I didn't not realize. Yeah, that. and it was just because of and I'll tell you why, and just as an anecdote, um like uh, this, uh, 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 one of my former bosses, I'm, I'm not going to name him, but uh, he explained this to me like he's a smart guy. He's, you know, understood stuff, but he was like, mm. so I didn't want to see Avatar, but I wanted to see the 3D effect everybody's been talking about. So I wanted uh, to see like what an artist would do with it. And then Tim Burton would be the <laughs> artist as opposed to James Cameron. And I'm that must have been such a disappointing experience. Because, yeah, that's one of the, ugliest looking movies in in the world and it does it sucks like it sucks from fucking the toes yeah. to the fucking nose like there's nothing good about that movie i'm trying to remember if i saw that in 3d i can't i, I can't even remember but it was it was yeah that was just horrible yeah. like that and planet of the apes i have to say were like two of my like i think those were my break like like i said planet of the apes was my breaking the beginning of my breaking point alice in wonderland broke me yeah I saw part of dark shadows once <laughs> like I didn't even finish. I think I was, I'd gotten high and like was drunk. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. started it just to see on TV and I just was like, I'm done. It's boring. It's, um, yeah. It was really boring and stupid, but it, you know what? It's, it was weird because um, I think by then every, uh, I think that so many classic rock songs have been used in other <laughs> movies that they actually had to kind of scrape into like really, more obscure territory and they play a fucking Iggy and the Stooges song in it. Really? Yeah. And it's weird. It really like, it brought me into this movie. Like I, cause I saw, I think I saw it on like, I turned on HBO and they were playing this Iggy and the Stooges song on it. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, this, this is not a song that plays in fucking movies or whatever. Um, and like of all movies, that movie. Yeah. Cause it's not a transgressive weird, you know, like clutch closely to your heart and is your special movie kind of movie. You know, like it's not an alternative fave, you know, kind of movie. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, that one's really bad. And it sort of retroactively made the TV show of Dark Shadows, which I always thought was kind of a cool thing, even though I never saw it. It made that seem shitty. And same with, like, with <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. You know, it's, it's such a terrible movie. It's so good that it's it, it's it it's so terrible it rules. Like, like there's something about it that's so like everything about it 
Like I, I remember one, like I, this, um, this is totally off the off subject, but I remember when I watched, um, the love guru, the Mike Myers movie, like, which is so fucking terrible. It's so wonderfully terrible. And I was just like drunk and kind of like, you know, watching it. And I was just like, it was blowing my fucking mind. And I'm like, I wish that Gigi Allen was alive to see this movie. Like he would understand this fucking movie. It's something about like, this movie's like hatred for humanity that it doesn't even realize it has that just, it would just speak to him, you know? Um, and I kind of felt the same way about Alice in Wonderland. And I don't know, like I, I started, well, what, what, I, I, oh yes, yeah, so that, the movie I think we, that we should have watched was his like fucking, um, his like Walmart version of, um, the X-Men, like this school for, oh, the Miss Peregrine, I almost thought about that one too, Miss Peregrine's is that, is that on for Netflix? Peculiar was, Children. Was that a made for Netflix thing? No, that was, that was theater because that was before, that one just kind of seemed to have bombed pretty quickly. Uh, it, um, uh, yeah, it, looks like- it, it, it got some backlash because I think he whitewashed a couple characters. Oh yeah. I, don't- I remember that being part. Oh, so it's another one. So now I guess he's on to working with Eva green. Yeah. Yeah. She's in Dumbo too. Yeah. And she was in, um, dark shadows, which I didn't she- realize. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, well, it's like, cause all these Hollywood movies, they can only have like 20 actors. Like they, Right. Only 20 actors can be in like Hollywood movies at any given point, And she's one of them. Uh, yeah. But it's like, um, I don't know. She's, she's fine. I guess I don't really have any thoughts about her, but uh, she sucked. Yeah. <laughs> she sucked in Dumbo for sure. But everybody kind of sucked. Even, I mean, so let's go into Dumbo yeah, yeah. since that's the big one. I will well, say there was also Big Eyes, which I kind of did. That one I did want to see. I want to see that one too. Like if we do this again, we should talk about Big Eyes and and um, yeah. Peregrine and fucking um, probably Scissor Hands. Yeah. Well, have you seen uh, Sweeney Todd? I haven't seen that one. No, no. Mara liked it. I remember like she watched it. In yeah, Hartford. I've heard that. She liked it a lot. Oh, really? I remember like I was trying to get something done. This is, you know, my wife. Hmm. Yeah. And I was trying to get someone done. She had the day off and she was watching fucking Sweeney Todd and, and she was like coming in and telling me how much, you know, she liked like some scene and being like, you know, you're trying to get something done and you're like, yeah, my shit's more important or whatever. I have no idea what the fuck I was doing, you know, but like, um, but so yeah, so, so Dum- moving yeah, on. Yeah, to ta- Dumb- you talk about Dumbo first. All right. So I'm going to preface it to the shock and horror of anyone that's listening. I have actually never seen the cartoon movie. I've never seen the original Disney movie. Okay. So it's actually coming into the storyline pretty open and cold. Um, you know, I know the, the basic premise, uh, big elephant, big ears, or little elephant, big ears, little mouse tells him, here's a feather. If you use this feather, you can fly. Yeah. Um, so coming into that, I was, I didn't, you know, I don't know how much of the original novel or anything else kind of gets worked into, into the, to the new movie by Tim Burton. Um, right off the bat, like we were discussing earlier, like I, one of my big pet peeves of recent filmmaking, quote unquote filmmaking, especially by Disney in these types of like fictional um, movies is just this whole, like, we're just going to dump all this, um, CGI and VFX into the, like to the production, like the look is just going to be this crazy, you know, uh, 
the Marvel gets it as well. Like, you know, any of the like space movies get it where it's just, everything is all the backgrounds, every detail seems to be like rendered within a inch of its life to make it look real. And just the only thing that actually works in this rendered is Dumbo and his mother themselves. Like they actually look for the most part, pretty authentic to, to like the, the phrase, the look, but the, the background, like if your own backgrounds, like you were saying, the grass is far too green. The skies are bizarrely blue and yellow. Like everything just looked so out of so unnatural visually that I just, that was, that was taking me out of it. And I'm like, I've been a big, I don't understand this need to like make these live action versions of Disney other than the fact that they own the property. So it's easy money for them to like do this. And clearly, um, I liked Aladdin first as a, as a parent who has to go to fucking movies, the, yeah. the remake of Aladdin was pretty fun. I, I saw that one. I I was okay with it. I wasn't yeah. no, Will, crazy Will about Smith it. is a fucking movie star, dude. Like he comes off on screen. Will, and Will was great. Will was great. I, and I did enjoy yeah. seeing um, the actors of, of Aladdin and Jasmine. Um, I thought actually, I, I will agree. Will did a great job as the uh, as the genie. And yeah, he in comes on of, and he gets his like come on and sing and dance and do a bunch of like you know numbers and showbiz razzle dazzle. I was you know I was like yeah. Like as for an afternoon where I'm in a movie theater with my daughter and you know and yeah. whatever it was like yes yeah, this is this is pretty good you know by yeah. by comparison so for for this I was just like but yeah but overall your point is correct yeah it, it was just it was far too long it didn't need to be two hours yeah they for sure pumped way too much like scene like and again this is my problem with like pumping in all this scenery like just because you can doesn't mean we need like three minute long exposition pieces or setup pieces that aren't going to really be used. I thought I liked the way that they transitioned from using a mouse to using two kids, specifically a young girl to like be the, and I correct me if I'm wrong. She looks like she, uh, which is a weird thing to say, but like, I think she's uh, clearly a, a young actress of color that's being used, she, even though she's not, I, she has very African-American features. And I, I don't know. I thought mother. I thought that she was the same girl who was uh, Veruca Salt in the um, in the uh, Charlie and Chocolate oh. Factory movie. But I, no, no, no. Too too many years in between that. Okay, they look very similar. Maybe no. she's a CGI creation. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm trying to find who what her name is. Um, again, I thought they did a great job with the elephant look. Nico Parker. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I was trying to see if it doesn't have any like full bio for her. Her mother is Thandie Newton. Oh, shut the front door, really? Yeah. Yeah. So fuck her. Uh, nepotism case, bullshit. Fuck her. She, actually, there's this photo. Fo- the photo that they have of her, she really does look like Thandie Newton in this one. Yeah, it's Sandy Newton's daughter. Yeah. We can't get. We can't, can we get just like some talented kid from like Missouri in fucking movies? Like, no, it's got to be uh, some fucking movie star's kid. Fuck that, I, I do think they were they used them a little bit too much. Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, one of the best actors alive. Love that dude. Yeah, he was great. He was good. He came Will, out of this movie fairly with his dignity fairly intact. Uh, yeah, same thing with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I felt like I mean, look the the main story once you start following it is like clear what's going to happen. It's very like cut and dry. You know, Colin's going to widower returning from the war. Can I just say this one thing though that I felt very weird watching now a year later after it came out because they 
it, it opens with them talking about the flu, the influenza of 1918. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Thing, and yeah. like the war and, and just what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and there's a lot of like back, like they have an interesting cast of like circus performers that, you know, acting's blah, uh, you know, some hit and miss here. You have a great cameo by Alan Arkin in there. Cause Alan Arkin's always going to be fun to watch. Michael Keaton was just bizarre. Like, yeah, he did not make any sense this, for me in this movie at all. I mean, it's clear he's going to be the bad guy. It's clear he's going to be a jerk. It just is kind of bizarrely weird. For, like, it's a mixed performance. It's a mixed character. Um, there's all this weird, you know, background stuff of clearly he's not making enough money for his business. And that's why Alan Arkin's character is brought in to, like, back them up. And that's just... So it, way too much ex, like extra story tossed into a simple story about an elephant that can fly. Like, yeah. 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 You know, there's, there's a lot of different villains that are brought in. There's an act one villain that gets killed off because he is a bit of a douche. The elephant um, trainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, yeah. You know, and of course that leads to like the other dramatic part of just having to split up the two elephants. Um, but yeah, Danny DeVito is, great in it as is um as is colin i think the two of them come off the best in it like danny it's and it's again it's it was funny seeing this like almost a day after watching batman returns <laughs> where it's yeah, like michael yeah. versus danny devito in one way and now another way and then also knowing that colin farrell is going to be playing the penguin in the batman oh that's interesting like, yeah yeah that's gonna see all what a waste of his time man I, I w- yeah Colin Farrell, yeah, he's yeah. so good. I, I've, I've liked ever since In Bruges. He's, I'm like, oh yeah, this is one of my dudes. He's, he's really good. Oh yeah, he's so good in that yeah. one. And uh, there's what was the other one that I really liked him in? He's in um this one uh, has to deal with the Selkie. That's a John Sayles, and and that's a really good like children's story adapted to to film. He's yeah, he's that's good in called. he's really, he's good in almost every movie I've seen him in. Like going back yeah. to Minority Report. Yeah, true, true, true. Like again, another movie that dies with a character. Um, yeah, once he's out of the movie, it sucks. Yeah, but it's like he's far more interesting than. And it's a shame he wasn't the Tom Cruise character. I, no, I did. Well, I like that he because he seems he seems like so unsavory and so much like the bad guy. And then it, then he, oh no, he's the good. He's been the good guy throughout. His his in yeah everything about exactly. him. All of his instincts were good. And it's just that he, it's just our innate uh, anti-Irish pre- prejudice, <laughs> our racism against Irish people and against, especially against handsome, hungover Irish people, you know, like yeah. <laughs> he looks so hungover in that movie. It's so good. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I still have to see the lobster because I hear that's actually quite, oh, quite good. Oh yeah, that one's good. He's so good, man. He's just good in everything. He's good in, yeah. in Brutus Seven Psychopaths is good. Fucking, um. The the Disney movie, which was I was shocked at how good that was. Um, the one about making Mary Poppins, uh, saving Mr. Banks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a really good movie, and he's really good in it. Uh, I mean, I forgot that he he plays the other imaginary. He also plays the other imaginary Tony in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Oh, how, what? <laughs> Excuse me. You, that, I didn't. I, I know it's like a movie sorry, or something. A, yeah, that's a Terry Gilliam movie. That was the film that um um. Heath Ledger was filming when he died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to bring like they brought in him. They brought in uh, Johnny Depp. So bringing this all together, yeah. They brought in Johnny Depp, and I forgot who. Oh, um, what's his face? Uh, Jude Law. Yeah. 
to play like different versions of uh, Heath Ledger yeah. in this movie. I'm gonna say like I liked I liked uh, Colin Farrell. I, I thought Danny DeVito was fine, and just like the rest of the movie, it was like I watched it. And it was like in front of my face and it was playing sound at me, but I just couldn't process it. It just didn't make any sense to me. And it was like, I don't know why I was so like averse to the color red. Like every time the color red's on screen, it's fucking faded and dirty and ugly. And then anytime that like green is on screen, it's super fucking bright. It was like, it was like being yeah. hung over. Like the, you know, the colors that you don't want to see are just like too intense. And the ones that you want are just not there. And I don't understand like, why, like that's modern filmmaking, and I hate it. And it's just sort of like all this color correcting. I guess oddly enough, like fucking um, oh brother, where art thou? Was the the patient zero for that? Like that was yeah, that was like ground zero for that, and it sucks. It's because that's a good movie, but that was like the first movie I was really because like, it's weird. Like you like the at least oh brother where art that was filmed with like actual backgrounds and actual locations like my problem is all of this stuff that's like filmed with this and and i have to say this is i think one of the things i was gonna i was getting from what you were just saying what i felt throughout the whole thing is it doesn't even feel like an actual tim burton movie of that we know and have known before this just feels like a generic um film put together by a computer program yeah. to tell it these are the things that need to be in it. Oh yeah. This is there was it like works. a pre-visual arts uh, 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 team that he saw and he said, yeah. yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. This is what will be in it. And also I want the train to look like this. I drew a little sketch on oh, yeah. a napkin. And yeah, that train like was just, that took, that took me out of it from the start. Yeah. Like, yeah. That removed me out. There's like, I don't know about you, but like when the, first circus tent fire happens or circus tent destruction happens. It reminded me of the circus fire in Hartford, um, having grown up with that legend here. Um, so it just, was that the Dave Chappelle concert or (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, you were here for it. I mean, it was before all of that. Oh, I, I don't know, know dude. I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're throwing. Oh, as a journalist here in Hartford for a while, I thought you would have remembered it. You the, would. Um, You'd think that. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't was, know. I don't remember everything. A lot of shit's happened. There was a famous circus fire in the 40s, Ringling Brothers Circus Fire. They actually right, like changed yeah. where the tent like caught on fire. Like 140 people you know died. They used to make bicycles in Hartford. <laughs> Mark oh Twain used to live there. Did you know about? Have you heard of this invention, the typewriter? Yeah. Is that another Hartford thing? I, I've forgotten it, dude. There were two companies, though. I know you haven't lived here long enough. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't lived, lived here in a while. Look, I was there. I was I was fucking there for a long time. And, uh, you know, then other stuff happened. Yeah. I love, no, so I love anyway. Hartford. I don't want to disparage it. It's fucking, it's part, it's in my heart, man. But it's like, you know, it's like that. That's what Joe Barber said that. What's that? I'm going to tell Joe Barber next time I see him. I love Yo, Joe Barber. He's that's my dude. Rip, ripping on, on the house of love. Um, Joe Barber's the officiant at my wedding, man. I, I know, I know. That's one of my favorite guys uh, of all time. I miss that guy every day. But um, fuck sorry but for I the will say, I will say, no, I'll keep all that in. He's never gonna listen to this. <laughs> what? what yeah, you know, where's the where's the fucking libel? Where's the slander? He's an awesome dude, and it's true. He was the officiant at my wedding. I just want to be boring. Uh, boring our our listeners. Here. We're, we're we're talking about Tim Burton for fucking an hour and a half. I think was, anybody who's left, good luck. <laughs> Look, I already like skew. I already get like Snyder fans on my case. I don't. 
<laughs> need a Burton fans as well. Um, it just, you know, at the end of the day, like story wise, like I, they could have done a better job just to tighten it up and made it smaller. It didn't need to be two hours. They could have trimmed a lot of fat out of it. No, no pun, no joke on, on elephants there or Danny DeVito, but like they just made it too long for the sake of like dragging it out. And it yeah. just looked everything just looked fake it just that's yeah. that's my problem with this t- style of filmmaking that disney's been doing well, there's no re- there's no reason to make this movie again and you clearly like exactly. tim burton had no reason to make his movie and it's and it's sort of it's another thing like it retroactively made tim burton seem worse to me like all yeah mo- most of his like modern movies that like, kind of make him retroactively seem worse yeah and, and so that was like where when I was watching Batman Returns yesterday, I was like, man, I guess I do owe Adam and, and Brendan. I wasn't expecting you to say that, man, because I was watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm not really into this. I'm like, I'll catch. I'll be diplomatic about it. <laughs> I mean, look, I still enjoyed like the, my inner uh, 15, 16 year old still enjoyed it. It's, you know, that memory, that nostalgia, I guess, more than anything. Um you know, I still say that I, watching it yesterday, I still say that's still the best Batman costume of that series. Um, there are moments where I'm just like, they're, they could have like choreographed so many of the fights better. And I remember at the time, like that was a big thing. Like, oh my God, we choreographed this, these fights like this. And it's like, mm. watching it now, I'm like compared to like how they've choreographed fights of like, you watch the raid, you watch anything. Out oh, of, like, yeah, Hong but that's Kong. not fair. Like the raid is fucking next level. Right. Yeah. I will say though that I, I love that fucking Catwoman. They gave her the the superpower of backflips. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna backflip my way yeah. out of everything. They got like one. They got one gymnast in the suit. Like, okay, that's okay. We're gonna do that seven times. It was so cool. Well, and there's like, you know, if you're a Batman fan, like. I hadn't realized and this comes down to that editing that you were talking about in the pacing. There's this scene where like the ice princess is on the ledge. And I remember even at the time thinking it just looked awful, but she's on the ledge and it's like, why are you on the ledge? Like, there's no reason for you to be on the ledge at this point. Batman shows up, she's on the ledge and he's like trying to get her to step off the ledge and penguin shows up and throws like the lawn dart to like scare her for whatever reason. And like Batman just stands there and it's like, what no like batman would never like if you're want to go comic book wise he would never stand there he would like do more to actually save her so she doesn't fall to her death and that scene just like uh, like watching that now i'm like wow that was really bad editing pacing writing writing to begin with yeah and and then there's the follow-up scene where like somehow catwoman pushes him off of like a ledge there he's just lying there like not doing anything and she walks over and like like there's this bizarre three minute sequence of them talking while he's just lying there instead of any real activity happening <laughs> that just felt so forced. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, did you catch the, 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 the Hitchcock reference in Batman returns? Which, which one? There's a scene where like, where they take over the Batmobile, where the penguin takes mm-hmm. over the Batmobile and it's out of control and it's going to slam into an old lady, but he stops yeah, it in yeah. time and she looks back and it's just like the scene in Psycho, like shot for shot, like the scene in Psycho where uh, Janet Leigh sees her boss at the beginning of the movie. Oh, oh God. Wow. I haven't, I have to say, I haven't seen Psycho in 
probably 20 plus years. The only, I think I, the only reason why I caught it, because it's like um, in Pulp Fiction, they do the same shot for shot sequence <laughs> with um, fucking Ving Rhames. Yeah, and then he runs over Ving Rhames. Yeah, run, yeah, which is like the funnier, ver- yeah, the funnier version of it. Right. Yeah, and like it's sort of like, because in this movie, and it's... it's Maybe it's like a one, two, three thing. Cause like you see psycho and you're like, Oh yeah, it's whatever. It's a scene. And then, yeah. you know, you see this, it's like, Oh, it's a meta reference. And then, you know, I'm just you're like, Oh yeah. Meta reference, whatever. Fuck you for <laughs> doing that. And then you see like Pulp Fiction a couple years later. And you're like, Oh yeah. Meta reference. Like boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's better. That's- but, I mean, it's just the great for like Ving Rhames, like I don't like, seeing him and just going to be like motherfucker. oh yeah no, that's a great scene because it also i love it well at home well i mean pulp fiction is great i think we can all agree on i think everybody in the fucking world who's not a fucking asshole can say it's a pretty good movie oh i love that movie yeah. and I mean, again I, I still say that's still his best movie but I, yeah oh yeah i, I, I think it's, i'm not worried to go back and revisit that after revisiting burton films no that one you can put that on wherever like just yeah i just even from the music like Oh, let's God, stay yeah. together. Let's stay. I'm so in love with you, like all that shit, dude. Or like son of a preacher, like. Oh God, that's it's so great. Yeah, I, no, I mean, just like the soundtrack music- is still so classic, and there's so many great. I mean, I still to this day, you know, you'll see me on on Twitter at least three times a year whenever I'm in a mood, just have to like post. Yeah. Um, Do you have a magic post- marker? A, a felt tip pen? A fucking magic marker? Like that's like some of the greatest writing in a fucking movie. Like somebody's struggling over the, oh, yeah. the specificity of like, well, first you say a magic marker. That's the common thing. And then you realize like, what a fucking weird thing that is to say, like a magic marker and somebody's dying in front of you. And like, how do you be more specific? How do you find Just have a Sharpie? What's that? Have a Sharpie ready. Yeah. Have a Sharpie. Yeah, do you have a Sharpie? Do you have a brand name? Like, how do you get this? You know, it's like the, the failure of communication, you know? And these things, it's yeah, it's a good, it's a great movie. It's all accidental. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't. Know, but yeah, but anyway, uh, no, it's been it's fantastic because we just don't want to talk about Dumbo because it sucks. Yeah, it is. It was not. You know, I can see like how a family, like it's a good family. I don't think here, so. Here, I mean, there's somebody who has a family, where, man. I'm telling you, like I wouldn't. Well, there you go. Yeah. I wouldn't so make there, my, my family watch it. As a single person, I'm like, oh wait, whatever. But like you as a family member, like I can see how my little cousins might enjoy it. Um, I'd rather watch my I, I'd rather my daughter watch the original because at least that's tight yeah. And you know, now it's in this beautiful art. Like that is gorgeous art for the for old Disney movies. Yeah, I mean, well, all those all those Disney movies are very good with the animation and stuff. But it's you know, but at least it has like you know, when I've seen you know, everything, I've seen an elephant fly. Like that good songs and stuff and. And I've used that metaphor in in writing about um, the magic feather thing. I've used that millions of times. Not millions. I've used it three times. But yeah, for me, for me to lean on a metaphor more than once, that's a big deal. But I've used like the 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 feather, the magic feather thing a lot. Yeah. So how how does it compare to the? I've never seen the original. So how does it compare to that? Like story? Oh, poorly. Very poorly. I mean, I haven't seen it recently, but I saw like a. That's the thing. Like I saw it when I was a kid and I remember mm. these things. I remember these, well, I remember the songs cause we had my, my brother's about 10 years younger than me. And when he was a kid, we had like these Disney videos of um, uh, edits of songs from different Disney movies. So I know all the, I know weirdly all the lyrics to all these Disney songs from like watching those on repeat 
when my brother was like, you know, a baby and stuff. Um, so yeah, like the scene with the crows and there's a scene where like he gets the, the feather and it's like, people say that it's racist or something, but I think it's kind of fucking bullshit. Uh, like that because they're all crows and they're, they're African-American performers and they sing the song. I've done seen everything and I've seen an elephant fly. It's kind of like, you know, Louis Armstrong kind of yeah, yeah. jazzy New Orleans, you know, and again, like it's if you're if you're really in a hurry to say something is racist, like, oh, that's racist. But if you're really just like, oh, it's part of fucking American culture and New Orleans jazz and Louis Armstrong and it's all chill, then it's fine. You know, which it, I think it is. But um, the movie itself is good. Yeah, it was just fucking good. It's like every Disney movie. Like, there's some weirdly traumatic thing in it that that seems gratuitous. And right. uh, the rest of it's kind of weirdly uh, too upbeat. <laughs> you know, and then there are a couple scenes that are, like, here and there, there's some scenes that are good. And the central metaphor is is very helpful. You know, helpful just right. in terms of you're going to think about it a lot in your life. Like, you know, yeah, you know, you know, you don't need the feather to fly, but you don't, you know, it's not a big deal to have the fucking feather, you know, right. you know, you don't, you know, you don't need to fucking smoke all that crystal meth to, to fuck three hookers <laughs> in, in Tulsa, but it's good to have it. You know, you know, we don't need this bourbon right now. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. But it, it, you know, I try to think of the most out there thing, you know, um, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's a good metaphor. <laughs> no, no, I, get, I don't. I get you know, it. like in truth, it's like you know, I you know, you don't need to be uh, like what's well, a healthy version of this metaphor. You know, you don't need to be wearing your special sweater when you're editing or something. You know, shut up! I will wear my goddamn special sweater. It's the only way I get my editing. But I'm telling you, Helder, you know, the magic has been in you the whole time. You don't need the sweater. Oh, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying Adam? to tell you that you're a talented editor and you can edit. And you know the sweater, if it's comfy and it makes you happy, it's good. But if you're, but I wear it every time, every time, and it makes the edit better. But if you lose it, you, the magic is still in you, and the edit is still from you, and you can do it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Just, I'm gonna see what happens, buddy. I believe in you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More so than in the movie. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. It's also like a gentle little thing, and it's nice. Like I like it. You know, I mean, I like yeah. it's a gentle little. I mean, idea. It's a gentle little idea that's well done, and yeah, and and you know, I, I don't. Yeah. It's a great metaphor for 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 kids and the people watching it. Like it's a great metaphor to yeah. tell. I mean, it's a metaphor that carries it's through. Really, it's sort of like yeah, I, you know. Again, like it's. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, like I've used it in, like I write a lot of like um, kind of psychological, mm. you know, driven articles or things. Like I wrote something about like, you know, mo- like motivation and neuro- I don't know, some, something. It's still online. It's still out there. I can send it to you if you want, but it's, it was one of the good ones. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah. And, I, and I totally use that metaphor of like the Dumbo and the elephant, or the Dumbo and the feather rather. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, and, and I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid. I mean, that shows you how good the movie is, is that it was active in my brain trying to explain this kind of um, complicated concept, you know, in, a, in an adult way that would be helpful to people. Um, so I'd say, yeah, it's a good movie in that respect. And then the remake just seems like, you know, superfluous. It's fucking. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I call it remix culture, you know, because you can't. It, it, it's good. 
it's I like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's a bummer because like sometimes you feel like you can't have anything new. And then every once in a while there's something new and it's like, oh fuck yeah, it's so cool. Like you know, like I've I've been hanging on to fucking uncut gems for like a year. Like, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, there's something new in the fucking slipstream. This is beautiful. There's something new in the fucking, you know, uh uh ecology, you know, it's like a new idea yeah. and thought and feel or something like that. And you know, so when when there is something like that, it's great and it feels so good. Um, but yeah, it feels like remix culture and it feels like, you know, we're just, we can't really do a new song, but we can do a new iteration of an old song. And so, you know, yeah. sometimes that's fine. Like, you know, like you look at jazz people and they do the same fucking, you know, they'll do the same standard and they can do it. 12, 12 different people will do it in 12 outrageously different ways. And, and, you know, it, it's different each time and it's art each time, you know, so it's not, it's not necessarily bad, but it is, it is difficult, you know, and, and there's diminishing returns when it's like just sampling and remixing and there's, you're not adding anything into it. Or you're not making it. Yeah. You're not transforming it in a real way. No. Yeah. And that's, that's how this, this feels that this is like, for me, it feels less like it's clearly not a Tim Burton thing. It just feels like it's more for this particular piece that Disney is just like, we're going to hire these big names to sort of bring this like quote unquote, their vision slash whatever. And I think it started with like John Favreau with the jungle feet with the <laughs> jungle fever. That'd be amazing. If they're remaking old jungle, fucking Spike Lee. Jungle fever, but that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, mix the two. Um, well, that's like, supposedly let's... a good movie. I didn't see it, but supposedly I would, I've heard, I've heard that. And like what the other thing is also that like, basically, um, Favreau does those things for Disney so he can do Mandalorian. So he can do like, uh, yeah. you know, okay. continue to do like these passion projects, like is Mandalorian, a passion, passion project. It, it is like compared to like yeah. other stuff, like he gets to work, he gets to like yeah. really oversee this. I don't know how much you've seen of it. I watched um, like, I, I know you're not going to like this, but I watched like an episode and a half. I'm like, ah, I don't need to keep on with this. All right. Well, that's, Hey man, that's like how this whole, this whole episode started where like part of our, our discussion was like, that's my take. That's your take. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but I did hear you know, somebody, I overheard somebody in a conversation a couple of weeks ago, say Mandalorian. I thought it was a girl named Mandy Lorian. <laughs> and I was like, who are you talking about? I thought it was like a, yeah. um, like a marvelous Miss Mizell thing. Oh, <laughs> I, was I, like, I was like, Man- Mandy Lorian. I, I don't know about some girl or something. And then I like, no Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> is this about some Armenian girl? <laughs> oh no. Horrible. Why? Uh, That's a, uh, Armenians have Ian at the end of the name. Do they? All the time, yeah. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think. The only Kim one Kardashian. I know is, Oh Jesus. I don't even think of those people as Armenian because they're such They've awful. talked about the fucking genocide. Yosari, yeah, you ever read Catch Twenty Two? Yosarian. That's where that's where I caught on to it. I'm just thinking of Adam Egeon. He's uh Di- he's no, different. Is that's like it's a different spell. No, I E I A N. Like his is Y A N, Adam. That's a whole other discussion of Adam Egeon. Yeah, films. that guy I, sucks though. All right. We got we're just gonna have to like this will be like he says, he says, like we're just gonna argue about we can, films. We can agree to disagree on that. And, and then you're just gonna like turn my mind and then I'm gonna watch him be like, No, you're right. Like, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm See, that's, about that's the fucked up thing, dude, is that 
So you got to open your third eye. That's really the thing. You got to open your third eye and you got to realize <laughs> like, like I'm not just saying these things to be an asshole. Like I'm not a contrarian dickhead. Like some of these things fucking suck. And like, it's like you hang on to them. If you hang on to like the idea they don't, and then you're confronted with the fact that they do it, it gets, it's hard. It's, and I mean, yeah, no, it, it reminds me of just being like, it's, it's like trying to tell a Trump supporter that, you know, he sucks. And like, that's, that's how, he, that's how he equate it with filmmaking. Like where it's just like, or cinema, or like your love of like different stories or even comic books. Like there's certain things I was just like recently like, you know, like I was just reading, um, um, I forget how, how into or how knowledgeable you are of comic books, but I was just reading like Frank Miller's run, original run on daredevil. And, uh, you know, this is a comic strip that like, or, or a comic series that kind of redefined the dark characters, the, the dark Gothic characters of, if you will. And like, um, and redefined daredevil for certain. And I'm like, wow, his art isn't what I remember it being like. It's not as like, and like the writing is just as like, I'm like, how is this like the big thing in that eighties to like recreate, like, this is what, really triggered and redid this character but um so it's it's revisiting stuff and i think the other way of looking at it is like looking at it from where it was in that particular period um and looking at it now that also is a different way of looking at things like looking at film like even hitchcock stuff like there's so much of that stuff that can be like really dated and um but it's all good though I mean, like the hits because the, the, the I don't know birds really. Birds is great. Birds is fucking awesome. I just, I read the uh, the short story it was based on recently. It's oh, a, yeah. yeah, it's a metaphor for fucking uh, nuclear war, and it's about how um, just incomprehensible and it, it is, and how powerless like normal people are. No, that movie's great. I mean, it's weird. It's because that's like his French New Wave movie, and it's kind of like it's a little bit. Um, out of remove. It's a little bit out of remove from the audience in an interesting way. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's I, you know maybe the special effects are janky, but who fucking cares? It's like all the performances are there. All like it still is really complete and good art, and it's really engaging and entertaining. That one's really good. I mean, there's some. I love that ending. That one has my favorite ending, though. I don't. Remember, I don't remember the ending of the bird. Yeah, you know, when, when they just um they finally come out of the house and they're just walking and they're just surrounded by birds. Oh yeah. And they're kind of like, and it, all it is is like the whole soundtrack is just the sound of birds. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that part I, I think is one of my favorite parts in that whole movie. Yeah. No, that, that one's good. There, I mean, there's some Hitchcock movies that fall a little flat, but even those have some, yeah, have good parts like the man I knew too much. I never liked that one very much. Or, I mean, they're, they're not all good, you know, cause he made like, 40 movies or something like that yeah. and not all and and he was still supervising his tv show and, and all those things and um but but just sort of like you watch like people say rope is bad and and it, i like rope rope is great rope is fucking yeah. amazing you know it's a really interesting uh, like experiment that like you know as as awkward as it can be for some people it is still a really really powerful experiment of like keeping and it's a tight experiment like yeah just yeah yeah and drama it's so like everything is happening on at like all at the same time like all in real time yeah it's great yeah and it's got great performances and interesting right. you know leopold and Loeb uh 
you know, piss take or whatever, you know, a Romana clef, I guess. Yeah, no, I've, like it's good. Like, it's all good. Like, uh, I think that's, mm. that's the, I don't know. Like, uh, the, the more and more, uh, like the premise of my podcast is that movies are dead and that, and which is basically <laughs> true. And so like you t- kind of tunnel back into time and you're watching movies and I, I feel like modern movies, I think at the end, they were really not great. And the, I like how we're coming to the premise of your podcast at the like two hour mark. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know, yeah, I mean, well, that's, you know, I can't, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine with me. No, I'm, I'm all for that. That's yeah, how I yeah. do it. I should, I guess I should have told you ahead of time. I don't but, know, uh, but it's sort of, I, I do agree with you. There's like so much of, um, I guess for me, like I've always like, being part of like the movies, like being part of like wanting to craft movies and making video film, whatever. Um, and seeing all of that, like watching, I forgot what the hell I was watching the other day where I was like, you can clearly see like the blue screen of like them in a car, like talking and you can tell like the difference that pops you out of like that, like trying to like make sure I can be into the story is what's important to me. Like, um, which is why like, despite how artificial everything looks in Batman returns, I'm still able to be like, yeah, that's fine. Because it's like, this is, this is this world. This works. Oh yeah. 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 That was cool. Whereas, that's the best. Art- that's the best part of that movie. Right. Whereas like the artificial world of say Dumbo just feels that it's artificial. It just feels like this isn't real. You're not really, you're like you as a director aren't really feeling it. You as the whole film crew aren't really feeling it. And having worked on projects like that, where it's like you just are creating this fake thing and you just don't have the, I mean, that's uh, in Ed Wood. That's the great line is like Dolores just like freaking out after everything. Like she doesn't freak out on the movie. She freaks out during the rap party where, because like he's wearing a dress and like dressed up and like, this is all shit and bullshit. Like she actually freaks out at the real world aspect of it versus like, the shit movie that they just made. Well, he does, because, but he doesn't have that great line where he says to her, like, I have five days to wrap this picture. Don't get goofy on me. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, no, I love that. I like that element of it, but also like retroactively, it's like this, that seems a little bit like, um, like reality TV, you know, like in a oh. way like the, cause it was all about like the hustle and the grind and whatever. And it's sort of like, if you watch like, like, like top chef, and yeah. someone like like chopped or something and it's like we only have three days to make us you know or whatever we have five minutes to make us 20 course meal whatever bullshit it is you know like that's right. the kind of felt like and that was the the thing that I, that was the the energy that was interesting to me of the of the of, of that element if yeah. that makes sense i don't know no it totally does i mean it's like i said like having worked on a film where we had to produce a film and i think it was 10 days so that they forced us to work on a day that we shot 16 hours and 20 pages of script and just realizing how ridiculous and ludicrous that was that it just made for a bad production. Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're, you're not doing it right. You're doing your, you're just trying to save as much money and trying to do it as if, you know, you're just rushing this to like, say you did it and get it done. And that's not, the way to do it like you're not telling a good story that way and you're sacrificing everything else yeah um and at the same time like that's 
feels like there are a lot of things sacrificed in the storytelling of, uh, of Burton's films after a while.
We'll be right back.